Welcome listeners, I'm your host, Jonathan Yamasaki, with my co-host... Ryan Clark, a little bit under the weather, so uh, hopefully I won't sound completely like crap this whole entire podcast. You still sound amazing with your rap. Uh, people voice. love my voice. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I don't know. I don't get it. It's so signature, man. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it also signature only having one arm. That doesn't mean that's good. <laughs> well, welcome all listeners to Go Entrepreneur Yourself, uh, a podcast where we bring in local entrepreneurs and leaders from around the country to share their story about adversity, triumph, and their business. So we're thrilled for today's podcast because we bring you an incredible entrepreneur who has created his own record label in Arizona. Let's go. Finding aspiring artists and bringing them to the limelight of Dream Hustle Records. Yes, sir. Tim Harden, also known as Sauce God. Hey. Hopefully I said that right. You said it right. Good, <laughs> good. Okay, okay. it right, it's all good, man. Uh, we'll be sharing his journey of creating his own record label and becoming a springboard to underrated local artists. So thank you so much, Sauce God. Thanks Appreciate you me, being man. here. Appreciate you guys. I've been very uh, excited to have this one. Yeah. Uh, pretty much ever since we started the podcast, I've been like, man, we got to get Tim in here. <laughs> Mainly because you you are just a character. Oh, thanks, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever not seen you smiling. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been really good. So thanks, before we get into everything, dream hustle and everything else, we're going to start off with Fast Five. It's just five quick questions. Just to warm me up a little bit. Boom. You know? All Let's right. Go. What musician do you think would make the best president and why? Oh, man. Stevie Wonder. Why? Because justice is blind, baby. Ooh, <laughs> All right, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Ooh, my superpower, I would want to read minds. Really? Yes, that way people couldn't lie to me. Like, could you, would you want to have a control over that? Because No, I just would want to know, like, exactly what's going on. Like, what, like, you're, like, what, like, what you're thinking right now, like, man... This dude is even crazier than I thought. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty saying? invasive. It's like you want to you want to like look into the girl's shower room, like yeah. you want to read people's minds. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of the same thing. It's almost like Google's Alexa. You know what I mean? Like they, they hear everything. The next thing, boom, oh, you just want to be there. I just want to be there. All right, uh, worst pizza topping. Ooh, um, anchovies. Have you ever had anchovies on a pizza? No, really? it just looks nasty. See, just, I never have either. Everyone yeah. always says that it's nasty, but nobody's really ever eating it. Yeah. So pineapple's good though. Pineapple, oh yeah, thousand percent. Okay, yeah. we're not friends also anymore. Too, hey, also too though, I don't know if you know this or not. I, I read this on LinkedIn, but it was saying that I don't know if it was LinkedIn or I saw it somewhere, maybe IG. But it said pineapples are five thousand percent more effective than regular cough medicine because of some type of um, nutrient that's in there uh-huh. that helps alleviate the cough. So. So, pineapples put pineapples, not honey in your tea, and yeah, that'll be just fine. Exactly. You're, you're, you're. That's what I need. I need to start eating more pineapple. There you go, brother. Yeah. Hey, the ladies Perfect. love it. Oh. <laughs> that's the first thing that came on my mind. Right? Sure. See? And that's why I want to read mine. And be like, okay, were you really thinking that? Or you just gasping. Gotcha. Um, best piano player not named Tim Harden. Oh, man. Best piano player not named Tim Harden. I would have to go with my great late uh, grandmother, Evelyn Jackson. She's the one who taught me piano. Um, but if you want somebody that's still here in the land of the living, we could go with a multi. I'll get. Can I give you three? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. so I'll give you two famous, and then one who's not as famous, but who was uh, my own mentor. So I'll go John Legend. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's incredible. Yeah, a thousand percent. And <laughs> <laughs> the last guy, his name's Buddy Strong. Um, he's actually here local in, in uh, Arizona, in Phoenix. He's been my mentor. He. Um, Went on tour with Usher. He played for Barack Obama's inauguration. He's traveled the world doing music. He's played with the Dave Matthews Band on tour with them. I think he's on tour with them currently right now. 
Oh, and, wow. um, yeah, his name is Buddy Strong, and he's just phenomenal. He plays keys, organ, drums, bass, you name it. And, he, and he's an amazing singer. Wow, he's his own band. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, man. So, Buddy Strong. So, I, I highly recommend you guys check him out. And finally, what is your first purchase when you make your first million dollars? Man, my first purchase when I make my first million dollars. I'm buying a unicorn. Oh, man, I know, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to get a unicorn, a real life unicorn. They're, they're you know, about 20, 30,000 or so. Yeah, and for some, some of those who don't know, on uh, for Dream Hustle Records, on their logo, there's a unicorn. Boom. That's right. It's literally on my list of questions is what what's the story of the unicorn? So we're definitely going to get to that in a little bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah. what's your first purchase other than a, like a real-life purchase? I mean, you're not going to super glue a horn to a right, horse. Right, to a horse and be like... Yeah, yeah that's know, a unicorn. Put a DH on there. Right, know, tattoo that, it. Tattoo it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, first million, man. Um, I would say... You know, buy my, my mom or my dad a house, but they just recently paid off their house. So maybe like a vacation home or something like that. Mm. You know, just a solid investment, you know, or maybe like an apartment building. That's always been a, a big dream of mine. Own a 60-unit apartment building, paid for it free and clear. Just retire and just chill. So first million, yeah, big investment. All right, so Dream Hustle Records. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the unicorn. Let's talk about the unicorn, man. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about the name Dream Hustle and the unicorn. Yeah. Where is this all coming from? Because, I mean, when you think of, yeah, like, man. the world of record labels, and right. especially in hip-hop, you know, unicorn yes. and rainbow colors usually don't, aren't the first things that come out. Exactly, right? So is that why? You're right, you're right. No, that that's a part of it, though, right? So, uh, one day, it was probably like a couple years ago. Um, my car was broke down at the time and I was walking uh, to the bus and it was raining and it just came to me I was like man you know what I helped because I used to be in this hip hop band just a little background I used to be in a hip hop band called the Shinobi Clan and we would be in the, I'd get us in the studio every Monday just on the strength of you know my relationship with the producers and the engineers and um, we would rehearse and we recorded music that they already had and I was just a keyboard player right and um I'd help three other people get in this, into the studio as well. So out of those four people, only one actually released like the music and we actually made money off of it, right? So I'm like thinking to myself like, man, if we're gonna do all this work, all this time, all this effort and energy, like I need to be in a position where I'm able to um, have influence on the music and what happens with the music after the work has been done, right? So that's when I, I thought to myself, I was like, man, you know, I helped four people in one year get in the studio. And that was without no structure. That was without no organization. That was without no support or no help. If I really structured this and if I really, you know, put my focus and efforts and energy to this thing, I could help 20 people get in the studio. All right. So I was walking and um, at first I was like, man, I'm, I should call it like Harden Records or something <laughs> like that, right? And, you know, you always got to have tastemakers to, to what it is that we do, right? So I asked my, my kid sister, she's like 22, she was like, Harden Records, that sounds stupid. Was, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was like, damn, shot down. Shot down. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, that is a stupid name. I hate my name, right? <laughs> like, I'm from Detroit, right? And like, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's okay. No, no, it's okay. But like, I, I've always hated my my name Timothy Harden. Hey, Timothy's looking for you. Ain't nobody scared of no Timothy from Detroit. Okay? <laughs> Timothy's my middle name. I know right. exactly what you're talking exactly. about. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Ryan's a dope name. You know, Jonathan, that's a dope name. Timothy, you know. <laughs> so, anyways, I was like, man, what is it that I could name this that would be original, 
gotta be authentic and you know that would ring true uh, not only for myself but for anybody else who loves music and you know has a has a dream and then just hit me it was, I was like man dream hustle records and I was like okay cool I was like this is cool this is cool and then God told me I'm not trying to go super spiritual but God told me he was like hey count the letters in your name and I was like what he was like count the letters in your name so I counted all the letters in my name Timothy David Harden Jr. and there's 20 letters mm-hmm. I was like man the 2020 project I'm gonna sign 20 artists and drop 20 EPs by January 1st of 2020 so that's how I came up with um, Dream Muscle Records. That's where we got the name from. The unicorn comes from just from the the moniker, right? If you look at other businesses, let's say Walmart, you've got an Amazon, you look at a Coca-Cola, you look at a, a Nike. All of those are, not only are they just businesses, they're brands, mm-hmm. right? And those brands are synopsis with their their product or their service that they sell right so when i when i started dream hustle records it was with the thought process of hey let's make dream hustle i want dream hustle records to be on the same playing field one day as sony right and when you think of sony sony is a unicorn brand right nike is a unicorn brand walmart is a unicorn brand amazon you know unicorn type of brand so i was like yeah we're going to use the actual Unicorn. <laughs> I mean, it's not too crazy. Yeah, I do believe that the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. Boom. Believe it or not. I believe it. Not even joking. Yeah, you've never lied to me before. <laughs> you know, and, and I, could, I could actually see you uh, being very successful in this because ultimately, Thanks, you know, knowing you, um, being a spiritual person that you are and, and a good person is that Thanks, you're, you're really not just doing this for yourself. You wanted wow. 20 artists, 20 EPs. You're yes. doing this for other people. Yes. Uh, more recently, there was a story that you talked about, um, and I want you to kind of walk us through it really sure. quick, just to get the listeners to know a little bit about you. Absolutely. You were in line at a store. Somebody couldn't pay yeah, man. for the groceries. Go for it. Yeah, so it was around, this was, that's, a, you, you went deep. Okay. <laughs> I read it when you posted it, man. I was yeah, like, yeah, I love yeah. this guy. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, so this happened probably like, this was a few years back when this actually happened. It was around Christmas time. And I could, and we were at Walmart, and uh, I could tell that they were out of town, you know, um, foreigners. Um, I don't know if they're from like Canada or Scotland or whatnot, but um, for whatever reason, their um, their credit cards or their debit cards or whatever form of purchase that they had wasn't working, and they had a it was a young gentleman, his wife, and then the grandmother and the baby, and the baby's crying, and you know it's holiday season. Um, at Walmart, so it's crazy packed in there, and um, I could see like he had like diapers, he had Similac and stuff like that, and um, parents' worst nightmare. Parents' worst <laughs> nightmare, man. I'm telling you, I got a lot of kids. You, you don't want to, you don't want to have them problems. So um, I just felt, I just felt bad for the guy, and I was like, because um, so like the guy was like, yeah, you're gonna have to just go, go and get get some other funds, and we'll just leave your cart here, you know, and you, we'll just hold your stuff. Or whatnot so like they start to walk off and leave and I look at their car and the guy he starts ringing me up and after he rang myself up um, you know because it took me some time to like think about like hey should I do this or not I was like you know what go ahead and put all their stuff on my on my bill too mm-hmm. 
let's go ahead and put like there was a cart full of stuff. I was like, let's go ahead and put all their stuff online. He was like, are you sh- are you sure? I was like, yeah, man, I'm sure. Go ahead, just go ahead. And um, I ran out to Walmart, went uh, chased him down. I was like, hey, hey, come back in, come come get your stuff. Yeah, that's kind. Honestly, that's kind. And Thanks. seeing kindness like that really sparks kindness through everybody else. Yeah, man. So that that's that's good. That's Thanks, good. man. Yeah. I, I know what it's like to <laughs> to be in a situation like that. And not in that situation where I'm, I was trying to purchase this stuff, but not even be, being able to purchase the, the mm-hmm. stuff that, that I wanted to get. You know what I mean? So, you know, whenever I have an opportunity to give back or to, to help someone in need, I definitely try to take advantage of that and, and help them out the best I can. Yeah, and I, I think that's why you're going to be successful in this business because you're selfless. That's what it's about. Thanks, man. Not, not a lot of that in the music <laughs> industry. Right. No. <laughs> no, there's not. No, there's not. And then because you're trying to get the sound out there, I'm assuming from like local artists here in Arizona, what are you doing to help a lot of those artists who maybe don't have access or opportunities to like a record label, like a Sony, a Warner Brothers, like what are you doing right. to try to, to help them sonic their career in here in the music industry? Absolutely. So quick story. I used to want to get signed with, I've, I've submitted music to Sony, or not to Sony, but to uh, Warner Brothers um, for like a Neo project. I've tried to get on with Capitol Records before, and they shut me down too. So one of the things that I, I try and do is, um, really I just try to have a, a artist development type of uh, program, if you will. You know, bringing on artists that have that don't have a following, right? They haven't, um, they haven't made it big yet. Um, that's really what last year was was about, just bringing on uh, brand new artists and then just helping them uh, grow and hone their craft. So like whether that's bringing in uh, more talented singers around them that can like help mentor them, we'll, we'll do that. We'll bring in live musicians uh, for their music too. Um, that's good, so it's not just buttons. Yeah, no, it's not just buttons. Yeah, no, I'm real big on the live instrumentation. That's awesome. Um, also too, you know, just, I, I, I do my best to have an open door policy. All my artists, they have my number. They can call me at any time, um, as well as any of our label execs. Um, and really, it's just like a family that, that we just try and grow and build together. I, I do my best to go to all of their shows and support all of their events. I'll even play for their events. Um, really just being their team that they don't have. And then slowly but surely taking those training wheels off and then being like, okay, you know how to do this now. Right, like for instance, last year we took um, a group of our artists to the BT Music Awards, right? And a lot of them, some, some of those artists have, probably hadn't even been out of Arizona, um, let alone to a major music award show like that, and, yeah. and have their own music that they're either working on or people that they're able to network with and meet and stuff like that. So we just try to do things, different things like that just to show them like, hey, your goals and your dreams aren't too far away from where you want to be at if you just put in the hard work. So it kind of seems like, uh, I don't know how to, for lack of better words, it's like a mentorship, leadership program in music. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what I was going to kind of get at. It's uh, with the advent of the internet, mm-hmm. streaming services, YouTube, yeah. people getting good computers with Pro Tools. It's like, right. you look at these big record labels, they're not having to print CDs anymore. Yeah. They're not because that's usually that's usually what it was. It was like yeah. I have the music, you have the distribution. Exactly, you can get it out there, and then we take cuts. But without, yeah. you don't really need no. that stuff anymore. So, what is the 
advantage of being with a record label like yourself now Absolutely. versus me just buying Pro Tools, learning how to use it, recording my own, and then putting it on myself. Absolutely. So one of the advantages that we have um, is our network, right? Uh, there's a saying that says that your, your network is your net worth, right? So like me, for instance, let's say I didn't have the backing of Jim Hustle Records, and let's say I just wanted to put out my own music or whatever, and I posted it to my 500 friends on Facebook. Okay, that's great, but do you have the do you have the contacts to be able to get in touch with the radio heads and the local radio uh, stations and the DJs? Do you have the connections with the musicians to be able to uh, have live instrumentation and not even just live instrumentation for when you're when you're making your song that one time? That's cool. But what about doing a tour? Like last year, we were heavily thinking about doing a tour. Um, also, too, we took um, a couple of artists and we did. Um, a music video in Vegas, right? Do you have those resources to be able to do that? So like one like one person can do something great all by themselves. Like I look at it, I look at it this way. Like LeBron James, right? Great basketball player, phenomenal basketball player. He he's a great basketball player just like at the park. You know, but it's a totally different thing to be on the Lakers. Not saying that Dream Hustle Records is the Lakers, but probably, you know. <laughs> pretty much like going along the lines of, uh, right, you know, it like takes a village to raise a kid type it, deal. It does, right? Because like, it, you, need an, you need an entire team and, and basically that's what we do. And then if you look at any of like the major, um, any major like artists nowadays, right? They'll be like, oh, I'm independent, I'm independent. But then they will wind up signing to a label. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why do they do that? Right, because it's it, it allows them the the ability to leverage that label's resources, le mm. leverage that that label's time and efforts and energy. So instead of you doing everything yourself, you now have a team that can do all that for you. And um, for us, really, that's just the that's the um, competitive advantage versus you just doing it yourself. Not saying that you can't. Not saying that it might not even be better than than what we could come up with you. But with us, you have a team that's going to be able to give you multiple opportunities and be able to work on your project even when you're not working on it, right? Whereas if you're just doing it yourself, as soon as you put put the plow down, then it stops. So what were the kind of challenges when you were like putting together this team of people yeah. in not only getting them to see your vision mm -hmm. and believe in it and trust in it as well, but also... Right. The challenges of financing all this, the yes. challenges of signing people, yes. <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, of signing people yeah. and paying everybody what they're just yes. due. What, yes. what were the challenges there? So the biggest challenge was going from Tim, the keyboard player, to Sauce God, the executive of Dream Muscle Records, right? Getting people to see me differently, right? Um, and that was a challenging part because you have to be consistent. You have to continue to show up, whether other people show up or not, um, right? You know, you, you have to meet with artists. You have to listen, listen to them as well. Like some people mm -hmm. had to turn down and be like, yeah. Um, or I wouldn't necessarily turn them down, but I'd be like, okay, well, if you want us to work with you, this is what our fee would be if we were to make an album with you, mm -hmm. right? You make it a really crazy number so that, that way they're like, oh, okay, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that way you're not hurting their feelings, you know, but at the same time, business is business. Mm -hmm. um, another thing was, like, 
um, I used to be in the studio, right, for like the last three years. So from like 2015 to 2018, before I started the label, I was always in the studio. I had an engineer, and he, um, him and I, we just, I just go in there and I play keys to whatever tracks he have, and then um, we just make like production, have production sessions, and just make music, right? And just see, like we submitted some music to Neo. Um, we did. He actually ended up getting a gold plaque for for doing some Latin music. But when I told him, I was like, hey, I'm gonna start a label. He was like, no, man, don't do that, don't do that, you know? So it's like, man, like, you know how much I love music because I'm playing, I'm here, I'm here creating music with you for free, you know what I mean? And like, we're, we're both exchanging and using each other's gifts and talents and you're, you're trying to discourage me from doing it. But once you start, you, it's, you have to like weed through you just have to go through a lot of people and you have to be unashamed and, and, and really just fearless of your goals and your dreams of what it is that you want to do and then tell everybody, right? And, then, and it's almost like just throwing paint at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. Whoever sticks with you, that's who you run with. That's who you go with. In terms of financing, luckily I was in a position where I was able to use a lot of my network and a lot of the people that I already knew to get things at a much affordable rate, whereas if somebody else was to just do it off the street, in terms of like studio time, videography, photography, um, musicians, um, all of that stuff, because they already know me here, right? So I was able to fund it and finance it all out of my own pocket um, without going into debt. So now it's like year two, and it's like, okay, that was cool. We did a, that was, you know, we built a base, we built a foundation. People see that we're real and that we're here. Now let's go ahead and get funded. You know, now we have like executive vice presidents and we have head of ARs now. And um, so now it's like, okay, let's get funded now. So everybody's not just working off a of sweat equity, if you will. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Let's let's add some gasoline to the fire. And then I, I want to, because we're gonna, I want to yeah. go deeper into finance. But before I get sure. there, because you were talking about how you're building relationships with local artists, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes when artists work on record labels, their boss will your, yourself will constant will give constant input and critique on their music. So, mm-hmm. what do you do when you're working with your clients and mm-hmm. helping them keep their sound? Because that's another big thing that I'm sure a lot of them are like, oh, I don't know if I want to change it that way. Right. This is what I like. Right. So one thing, um, as you know, Jonathan, we're, we're all are in sales or have been in sales, right? So really it's just selling them on the greater good of the music, right? Because a lot of artists get caught up in, oh, I want, I just want to have like the perfect sound. I just want to be the perfect CD or the perfect EP or the perfect album or whatnot. But I read this quote and it said, the person that wants to do everything perfect does nothing in his life or does nothing in, in an area of his life perfectly, right? Mm. So let that go and just be an artist and just create and put something out because we're constantly getting, I constantly get emails from um, companies where we're able to submit music that are looking for like commercial, like um, commercials for music um, or movie scores for music or a, a TV show wants some music or whatnot. And if you're stuck on your sound being perfect, you know, like maybe we just need an old town road type of vibe or type of sound, you know what I mean? And that could pay us, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. But you want to be stuck on your sound, like that's not benefiting us. So really, when, in terms of working with the artists, I do everything that I can um, 
partner with them, right? Like, yeah, I, at the end of the day, um, the buck stops with me, but also too, like I'm here to support your, your goals and, and your dreams and to, to be the life support of your music, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's, it's just like, it's like doctor's orders almost, if you will, mm-hmm. right? If you keep trying to run up out of the bed and the doctor's like, no, you need to sit there <laughs> for a week and rest and recoup, you know, you're gonna only end up hurting yourself. And that's unfortunately what's ended up happening um, with this big wave that we have right now of like people wanting to be independent, oh, I just wanna be independent, da, da, da. Okay, well that's cool and all, but sometimes it's good to, to take critique criticisms yeah. from someone who's looking at it from an unemotional standpoint. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, would you, like, like what do you want? Do you, would, would you rather be highly successful with your music and your music's in video games and your music's on movie scores and your music's on TV shows and you're famous and, and you're doing all these live shows or you did your music your way and nobody knows about it? Yeah, I mean, back in the 90s it was really big deal to have one of your songs on a soundtrack. That part. Movie soundtracks are winning awards <laughs> in the 90s. They, yes. they were. Compilations, the whole now, what is it, 150,000? Yeah. I can't tell you how many songs and artists that I was influenced by where I was like, I probably would have never found out about them. Exactly. If I wasn't watching that episode of Breaking Bad. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, who is this? Who is this? So, um, exactly. it, it's it, huge. It and more people that way. And on top of that, I mean, it's it's a really big revenue driver, driver because yes. you're looking at residuals. Yes. Every time that episode is playing on television, you get paid. The royalties, yeah. Yes. And then, as a record labeled owner, when you're talking with all these all these artists, when when do you walk away from an artist? Ooh, um, so I have an executive vice president and he really carries more of the, the brunt of the, if I'm the principal, he's the vice principal, right? Hmm. He really carries <laughs> like the brunt of the interactions uh, with the artists in terms of what it is that they want, what they want to do, their thoughts and ideas and, and stuff like that. And, for me, um, he was like one of the first people that like truly believed, just like you, like was one of those first people that was like, man, I'm with you, like this is gonna be, this is gonna be amazing, like this is dope, you know? So those people, those are like jewels to me, right? Because I, I cherish individuals like that because they believe in me and they, they don't have to, you know what I mean? So when I see them starting to stress out about something or I start to see artists start to try and take advantage of them, um, or when I see artists be disrespectful towards them, mm-hmm. then that's when I start taking it personal, and then that's when I'm like, okay, we need to let this person go. And just to give you an idea, right, of things that we've done as a label, because a lot of artists, they'll talk bad about like labels and all this, that, and other. Even artists that we've worked with, they'll talk bad about us and whatnot. And I'm not saying that we've been perfect, I'm not saying that we've always done right by everyone, um, but it's always been our hearts and our intent to do right by everyone, right? Mm-hmm regardless of what that individual may say or think. Um, but at the end of the day, we are running a business and not a charity, right? Um, I volunteered at my mom's church for 10 years, so I know what it's like to volunteer and to work at a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm running a business, right? So at the end of the day, it's about being profitable. But we've helped artists, we've allowed artists to stay um, in our homes when they didn't have a place to stay. We've given artists money when they didn't have money or, or food to eat we've um 
we've gone above and beyond for so many different artists. Um, and that's why now I, could, I, I sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. Just to be honest with you, man. And I really appreciate that because, like we were mentioning earlier, about some record labels are all about the money and it's very right. cutthroat. Yeah. That's that's so very personable that you're doing these yeah. with all your artists because it really builds builds that relationship, builds retention, and Absolutely. you stay true to your business. Exactly. And, and not only that, man, Jonathan, I, I consider myself an artist. Right? I've been playing piano. I'm going to be 33 this month. I've been playing piano since I was two years old. Okay? You know what I mean? So I, I truly consider myself an artist. So I, I've always been brought up to, to treat other people how I want to be treated. And what you, and even furthermore, what you put into the world is what you're going to get out of it. Right? So if you're sowing seeds of discord and hate and distrust and, you know, trying to get over on people, you may you may get by for a week or a month or a year or a few years or whatever. But eventually, that, that bill's going to come. When it's your turn, karma's going to come here, and it's, it's going to be your turn. So I really do everything um, to go out of my way for people. And then after a while, you know, when it's when it's not working anymore, it's like, okay, I can no longer continue to justify us doing this because it's killing our time, it's killing our finances, it's killing our energy, it's killing our effort and everything that we're looking to do. We, we have to move on, we have, or we have to go in a different direction. Yeah, and then I want to talk a little bit about, like, any trials and tribulations that you've gone through Absolutely. while starting uh, Dream Hustle Records. So yeah. talk about uh, maybe a one or two that you've uh, gone through that mm-hmm. where you can share those experiences to others who want to start a record label. Absolutely. Um, I'd say the first one that we had was finding the right studio. I know like a lot of different studio owners, we were probably in four different studios um, before we were just like, you know what, we just need to cut out the studio stuff and, and let the artists find the studio and let them start building and making their music and then submit it to us and then we'll push it out that way. Um, because we'd get in these studios and we'd be mixing. Now, I'm not saying that this happened every time that we were in there, right? Because we did release some music last year. We did uh, have some finished projects, right? But there'd be times where the systems would crash, right? Yeah, and there goes all of the music for the last three, four sessions. And this is stuff, this is money that we've paid. Um, not only for the studio time, but for the producers and for the musicians oh. and for the backup singers. <laughs> yeah, man, all that stuff. The photographers and the videographers, this is all money that we've put out um, as we're trying to build our own catalog, if you will, right? So, and then we go to like, try to go to a different studio, try to negotiate with them on terms and things like that. But I once heard a saying that said, people aren't, going, aren't willing to help you if they think that you'll be able to be better than they are. Mm. Right? Yeah. People aren't willing to help you if they think you can become better than they are. You know, which is sad, unfortunately, but it's true. Um, so, so one particular studio, I'm not going to name them, but they, they just kept, he was like, well, I'm going to have to catch an Uber here and da-da-da-da, and you know, I've got music and movie credits right now and all this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, well, bro, if, you, if you're killing it in the game as, as you say you are, because you're in movie credits and stuff, and you getting an Uber here, that should have nothing to do with us making this music together. And that's paying you mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was one of them. Another one was um, actually multiple times, just dealing with the artists individually, right? And I'm not talking about in terms of 
them like in front of the mic in on the you know in the booth right spitting bars or singing or whatnot i'm talking about like all the that outside stuff that they that they come with right like for instance one artist um they had um they had family issues so they had to they had to leave and then they wanted us to pay for them to have studio time out of state we're, we're, we, we just got started. <laughs> we, would, we would love to do that. We'd love to have an office out, out of state, but we're, we're, we are a, um, what do they call it, a grassroots <laughs> label here. You know what yeah. I mean? This is our first year. Um, we've had other artists um, that are just ungrateful and unappreciative, and they wanted, they wanted to be in on other people's studio times be like no no i'm ready to go right now this person's late or da, 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 da. Mm. you know and it's really just trying to trying to make everyone happy mm-hmm. in terms of studio time or in terms of meeting their 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 demands and, and whatnot of course artists have personal issues uh personal life issues and things like that so it's really when you're running a label it's like okay like, yeah, you're my friend, but at the same time, like, this is also my business, too. So, like, I get that you and your boyfriend or you and your girlfriend are, like, fighting right now, but that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hey, yeah, I get that you're in between jobs right now and you don't have no income coming in and all this, that, and the other. But at the same time, um, I have five kids and all my apples and oranges are into this label right now. And there's nothing that I can do to help you outside of helping you execute on this opportunity that I'm trying to provide for you. Yeah. Right. So, so really like hard stuff like that. I think one thing I've learned is you have to have like, like the name, you have to have a dream and you have to have a hustle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and your hustle has to match that dream. Your dream has to match the level of your, uh, the size of your hustle as well. So it's just growing, growing that and then just finding those people to run with, with you. Now there's a lot of different avenues for a label to, Drawn revenue, like we were saying, mm-hmm. movies, television, mm-hmm. also things like Spotify, which obviously doesn't really pay too much, right. iTunes, mm-hmm. YouTube, mm-hmm. even on Instagram, things of that nature. Yep. Um, what are you doing to try to get yourself onto all these platforms, and which mm-hmm. one are actually the ones that are actually generating more revenue for you? Absolutely. So right now, um, I would say the actually doing live shows is what is what's been our biggest. Okay. Uh, revenue generator because when you're doing the live shows one people are paying to get in and then two they're also going to either download or purchase the music right then and there mm-hmm. um, so like Ryan Leslie for for instance he's also like a, uh, someone that I look up to or aspire to be right he dropped an album they only sold 19,000 copies but he made over 2 million dollars with no label and the way they did that was live shows uh, merch streaming so that's really been ours has been live shows and and streaming and then we 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 briefly looked into doing merch we're going to start looking into that again this year hopefully we'll have some merch come either the spring or or the summer but the the main thing though like with our our label because it's 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 when it's your label not just your label right just like how this is your podcast Mm. you can do whatever you want like it's, it's so it's really just figuring out okay what is it that we want to do that's going to help us maximize our fullest potential as well as reach our goals at the same time right it's like oh we tried this yeah that didn't work okay don't do that <laughs> let's try this you know so 
Um, but some things I want to start doing though, um, in terms of like movies and video games and linking with like EA Sports or even like Revolt TV, is just really start submitting more massive amount of our music to all of those different platforms because there's there's hundreds of platforms out there where you can submit your music and you can have um, you could be potentially chosen and they'll pay you right for that so looking into that but of course you need the manpower you need the time the effort the energy all that stuff to do that I just recently had a baby so it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> like again hey, congratulations baby. yeah thanks man so it's like hey you need to change this diaper I'm like I know I also need to send out this music submission though too <laughs> you know but but that's that's really where um, I'm at though now though so yeah. So what, what what type of things uh, have you done or that you're looking to do in the future of more of networking? Obviously, you need to get to know other people in these other areas to be able to show the music, yes. like Hollywood or whatever. So what right. have you already done and what are you planning on doing to try to get more connections into where you want to sell the music? Absolutely. Good question. So... Um, again, really in the beginning and even now, just relying on my network, right? People that I already know that are already in the industry. Um, people like when I was with that band, the Shinobi Clan, we, we went and performed at uh, Kiss 1047, right? Like in their, their uh, radio office or whatever. I met the lady who set it up. I became friends with her. Um, I go to like a lot of open mics and I'll meet like artists there. I know like a lot of the artists there. First Fridays, I know a lot of the people who perform down there. Um, and just seeing what like what it is that they do. Because before they, again, they just knew me as Tim the keyboard player, right? So now they know me because it's been over a year now. So now they know me as Sauce God, the label exec. So they're like, okay. And then they'll, they'll invite me to like different things, whether it's to perform with them or to work on a project with them, and then just continuing to build that network. So one thing that we did, like when we went to the BT Awards, I met Yandy Smith um, out there, and uh, through her, I was able to link up with some some music people in New York, and then like recently too, we've been working or we've had conversations with the consulting agency, which is Jim Jones' people. <coughs> yep. So, and really, it's just. Um, Really, it's just finding, again, people who believe in what it is that you're doing and then just running with those people. So it's just continuing to put myself out there. And because, like, I'll put out, whether it's, even if it's just on IG, just going live or going live on Facebook, right? I once, I think Gary Vee said that's like, um, it's equivalent to like just being in, in, you know, Times Square. I was just in New York. He said it's just like being in Times Square, just passing out somebody like your information or your flyer or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I need to do more of that to get myself out there more. Because to be honest, right, we're a year in or a year and a half in or whatnot. No one knows who Dream Hustle Records is. No one knows who we are. And there's a whole world out there that can know us. And there's tons of people out there that, that can know us regardless of, even though I know personally probably over 50 musicians. Right, probably over 10 music execs, right? But I have to continue to throw myself out there and continue to throw the label out there and continue to push forward. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from, especially with music, it's about image. Yes. 
You gotta have good photos. Yeah. You have, good, you have to have good videos. Yeah, uh, good one, sound. one of the guys uh, that shouts out to Sherman, Big Sherm, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> setting up the whole series of making the label yes. off of Instagram, and everything else, yes. following your whole journey, which was very, very well done. Um, what type of uh, videography series do you have coming on up? Yes. So we have making the label, which is our. Uh, it's connected to our YouTube channel, Dream Hustle Records. Um, and that's really just following like our journey. And right now, um, I recently asked him for like a, Sherman's so awesome because he's able to just, shout out to Sherm, big Sherm. He's awesome because I can, I'll just like have these like wild, wild dreams or wild imaginations or thoughts or what, what have you. And he brings it to life. So I was like, hey man, I wanted to, I want to do a video, a recap video of everything that we did last year. And I want that to be like our next episode for Making the Label, which is our online uh, show that we have where we just put out like different things. Is it time. kind of where like audiences get to see you all in your element? Yes. Oh, okay. Exactly. Awesome. Yes. So there's 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 an episode on me like yelling at an artist. Right? <laughs> that's how it is sometimes. That's, that's how it yeah. is sometimes. There's episodes of us um, of me just like interviewing artists. Um, but you have to remember, like you know, just imagine if you're like if you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears into this, right? Um, you're putting your last dollar towards this. You're gonna want it done how you're gonna want it done. Period. Mm-hmm. Right there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and if it's not going to be done that way, you're going to be highly upset, right? Um, but yeah, it just catches us in our, our own element. So right now we're working on a, a recap video. We just opened uh, for Beanie Siegel, uh, and we did a tribute song for um, Kobe and Gigi uh, with uh, this artist. His name's Tariq Trotter from New York. Shout out to Tariq. Uh, he's not signed with our label, but again, he's in our network, right? So, and that's another thing too, right? Last year, it was, I was very specific. I was like, hey, I'm only going to work with artists that are signed to us, right? To our label. That's it. I'm not working outside of that. This year, it's like, okay, awesome. We've signed artists. We can do that. Um, we can work with the artists that are still signed with us, but let's go ahead and branch out and let's work with other people so then that way we can get their following and we can continue to get more brand awareness and exposure and just build our brand and who we are. One thing I kind of noticed about you is like, you know, most people talk with their hands. You uh-huh. definitely do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but what, what our listeners can't see is how you talk with your hands is like you're playing piano. I know. Right? <laughs> you're like, yes. It's always, it's always back and forth. I'm just yeah, noticing, man. I'm like, I wonder what song he's it's playing the, while he's talking to me right yeah, now. It's the chords of my life, man. You know? <laughs> it's constantly just doing it's, this. It's the chords of my life, man. You know, we got to build those chords, put it together, man. You just see you sleeping, <laughs> just laying there, just. Doing yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the future for uh, Tim Harden and Dream Hustle Records? Yeah, man. Um, the future is just to, you know, just continue to be humble, appreciative, and thankful, you know, for great opportunities like this, uh, working with amazing people like you guys, and just, you know, truly being honored to have the opportunity to share our music with, with the world out there. You know, because people don't have to listen. For every like we get on, whether it's Instagram or a YouTube video or Facebook or whatever, we're truly grateful and appreciative um, of it. And um, we just want to continue to grow. Um, big goals is like a, 
to do an album, right? Mm-hmm. To do my own album, that'd be like a big goal for me. Um, little goal, I guess, would be to, um, you know, just continue to provide music that, that people appreciate and enjoy. So a lot of the listeners that we have here are college students, millennials, Gen Z. Yeah. What piece of advice do you have for them? For someone that's maybe wanting to uh, an, uh, to become an inspiring artist or yeah. wanting to start their own sort of uh, record label, obviously they'd probably be competition. <laughs> no, that's all right, though. That's all right. There's, 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 the advice there's, is sign the Dream Hustle record. Yeah. Yeah. Become a Dream Hustle. Come Join the exec team. Join the team. Join the squad. No, man, um, I would say... My advice to any any college student or anyone that's listening is to start with your start with the why. Why do you want to do it? Right? Do you want to just do it just to be cool or just to be able to show up to your friends? Or do you want to do it because it's something that you love and that you're passionate about? For me, I'm just passionate about playing piano. Like I even, like Ryan just said, I didn't just I play chords <laughs> with my hands when I talk. <laughs> you know, so I just love creating music and I love that I love that process of it, right? So then it's like, okay, yeah, I love music and I love creating music. Now it's building a team of people on that business side of it and then the, the creative side of it and then marrying those two together and making it as large as possible. So start with your why and then once you have your why, allow yourself time to grow. Allow yourself to take baby steps to that next level, right? Like I look at my three-year-old son and then I look at my three-month-old son, right? There's levels to this. One is talking and asking questions constantly, like, hey, dad, where are we going? Hi, dad. You know, I'm hungry. Like, where's mom? Like, you know, he's constantly. And the other one is just yelling, screaming, crying. <laughs> you know, and that's how business is. Like, your first three months, you're going to be yelling, screaming, crying. You know, like, because you, you don't have it all together. It's not, if, especially if you're starting from scratch, right? Because there's different types of business. You can have a franchise business and you just, it's just turnkey. You just, check mark off the boxes but if you're starting from scratch okay do you have your LLC do you have your bank account do you have um, your order of operations do you have your your list of services or your products do you have your vendors do you have your your connects do you have the people that you're going to work with do you have your do you have your your vision your vision statement your mission statement like what are you about why are you doing it right so you have to get all of that stuff in line do you have your business plan do you have investors are you do angel investors are you going to do venture venture capital um and then just always continue to allow yourself time to grow and then just time to to evolve and and just to become great like a caterpillar doesn't become a butterfly overnight Mm -hmm. right same thing with with your business and the same thing with your goals and your dreams Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tim. Sauce God, we appreciate you being here. Sauce God. Sauce God. Anything else you want to say? I mean, the, the floor is yours. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys, man. Um, and I really, I just wanted to, you know, big shout out to Big Shern, uh, who's always been there, stuck by by our side, and, and has continued to uh, push us. Um, big shout out to all of our all of our Dream Muscle Record family and all of our Dream Muscle artists. Um, shout out to moms if you're listening mom appreciate you love you and um, you know shout out to wifey for allowing me the opportunity just to be myself and uh, to to ravagely uh, chase my chase my dreams passionately so and a big thank you to you guys too I really appreciate you guys platforming for having me 
All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. From your Goo Goo's Gaga's to now our Dream Hustle Records. Dream Hustle Records. Hey, follow us on IG. Dream Hustle this goes as a proof you should uh, buy your kid a piano at the age of two. Yes. Yes. Let them bang away. Awesome. Well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in on this podcast. We'll hear you next time.